Hello, I'm Nick Juarez, and this is Evil Sexy Hamlet, a podcast about movies and bullshit. Now get the fuck out of here, pervert! Didn't I warn you? That's that. All right, welcome back. We're here with Brandon Bales, a film, television, and voice actor based in Los Angeles, and one of my oldest and best friends. How's it going, Brandon? I'm pretty good today, man. It's a it's a wonderful day in America. It really is. Just to peel the curtain back a bit, we're talking on Saturday, the afternoon, the day that um, Joe Biden has uh, been declared the victor of our presidential election. And there is a good feeling in the air for, for <laughs> most Americans, I would say. Yes. I'd say for, yes, literally for most Americans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, before this becomes a crooked media podcast, um, (laughs) why don't you tell me just our our, our listeners a little bit about yourself and in your, your acting career and just, um, just, yeah, your experience being a Los Angeles actor. I've been a professional actor in for I don't know, 15 years now, a little more than 15 years. Um, I like to do whatever I can get my hands on is what I like to say. Um, done my share of theater. I've uh, got my SAG card and been in, had small roles in TV shows and small roles in some movies and including like one or two bigger ones. Um, I do voice acting and um done some video games things like that and um i am currently ranked as the i think 150,000th most popular actor in the world oh my gosh <laughs> uh where where's that ranking imdb imdb yeah you know we're, we're gonna have to dispute that because you're number one <laughs> on evil sexy hamlet oh okay. wow wow we're, we're gonna get the evil sexy hamlet army uh behind you Let's see if we could, if we could rise you up in the ranks Yeesh. Uh, thank you Eishers. no problem yeah uh so let's just dive right into it what we're, what we're going to be talking about is brandon's going to talk about the three films that have influenced him the most just as a creative person as an actor as a person with morals and values and in a worldview and let's just like get right into it brandon what's the number one film that's influenced you the most maybe not the, the number one that's influenced you the most but the first one that kind of comes to mind the my favorite movie of all time is bottle rocket by wes anderson bob maplethorpe potential getaway driver go go well, I think there's a real area of mystery about it. Don't me. complicate it. Your number one strength is you have a car you can provide. Sell yourself. Start over. You ready? Go. Okay. All right. I'm a risk taker. I'm growing an entire crop of marijuana plants in my parents' backyard. I think that wait, shows wait a little... Wait a second. You're growing an entire crop of marijuana in your backyard? Digging in the look. I'm just not that good at this selling yourself stuff, okay? So I'm just going to tell you the truth. I really want to be a part of this team. And I'm the only one with a car. It always felt like my movie, if that makes sense. Um, even if now, you know, I look back on it and it seems a little quaint or small or like slightly juvenile, um, 
I, it always felt like my movie. I had a friend recommend it after it was out and I saw it on video and just loved it. Um, it's still Owen Wilson's finest performance ever. And, um, and it's just a fantastic, uh, sweet movie that where the, in the, where the humor is, uh, it's not like huge jokes and not like, you know, dick jokes or anything like that. It's just like completely character-based humor, uh, which I love and situational base. And it's just so odd. Like the first time, you know, people might see this movie or other Wes Anderson's other movies. I think it, people are, don't quite understand what to make of it because it's not, the jokes aren't so direct, like, you know, like a fart comedy or something. Um, <laughs> and, and that's why I love it. Uh, I, I, and I'll even say that it's, it's, uh, compared to other Wes Anderson movies, it's definitely his like least twee, um, or, le you know, least like, um, uh, what's the what, precious, you know, it, it's, 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 it's more direct. Um, mm. not that it's not that it's in any way like confrontational or mean or anything, but that's how I, that's how I feel about it. It just seems the most character based without like his, it's, you know, it's Wes Anderson before he learned how to be Wes Anderson is, correct. is kind of how I see it. Correct. Before he had, um, the, the signature Wes Anderson moves. <laughs> it's 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 him at his most vulnerable. I think. Um, I think a lot of the characters have a lot of anxiety uh, in ways that is more true to probably how him and Owen Wilson were feeling at the time. Probably so. I, I absolutely love it, and I still watch it um, once every couple years, and just i just have a goofy smile on my face the whole time <laughs> all right what about number two number two i'm gonna go uh i think it's john carpenter's the thing nobody trusts anybody now we're all very tired <laughs> uh i think that it's one of the most incredible pieces of uh, tense, atmospheric, um, just exciting, uh, horrific horror movies, um, and where you literally feel trapped, like the characters do in this, um, you know. Uh, Arctic, uh, sorry, Antarctic station and the effects, uh, the, 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 you know, the effects of the movie are phenomenal. Just some, you know, some of the best, like practical, uh, effects of, the, of that you can see in any movie minus like the thing at the very end. Um, <laughs> but, um, I just love it. I love Kurt Russell in it. Um, he's Kurt Russell is just always so charming and engaging and amazing. Uh, and I love all the other actors in it. And um, it's just, it just is, is disturbing in the best way. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of current quote unquote horror movies are, um, you know, just like gore fests or whatever, or, you know, torture 
vests or whatever. Um, but this is definitely one that feels so atmospheric and so, like I said, like you're trapped there with them and you, you feel that and, and, and the, the levels of distrust and, you know, it's, it's very relatable. Um, you can relate to, with all the characters and just love it. Just love it. Particularly now, you know, oh, a, yeah. a line from the movie, nobody trusts anybody now and we're all very <laughs> tired. Exactly. <laughs> that, uh, that meme popped up on uh, social media so much this year and it was freaking true. So true. Yeah. Uh, Andy evil, sexy Hamlet writer, pro, our pro, most prolific writer wrote about it early in, in quarantine Mm-hmm. and made those connections and shared a lot of those memes i love that man Phenomenal. all right well let's round it out what's what's the third film that has kind of shaped you the most mulholland drive by david lynch why i love you cut it thank you very much carol i'm coming back chicken the gate Checking the gate. Thank you. We'll tell you what happens next. Thank you very much for coming in. I know how busy you are. Are you kidding me? I love the script. You just show me what to sign. Look, I love you, but there's no way that they're going to let me cast this thing until I've seen everyone. And I'll let you know as soon as I can. Yeah, I know you will, because my manager is going to be bugging you day and night, okay? And me. It'll be my pleasure. Now get out of here. And you're so cruel to me. Don't you forget me. I'm the girl who's playing this part. Huh? I'll see you later. I love it. <laughs> uh, another... I call it. I almost call it a horror movie. I think it is a horror movie. And to me, there's there's terror movies, which are monster movies where people are terrorized or tortured, and then and there's lots of blood. And then there's horror movies that make you go that that, that bend your mind and make your mind go, make your mind panic, and not not just like, not just like I have to run away from here, but like. It, horror there is no running away exactly 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 yes yes and that's what what's so great about that movie too is that especially you know whatever you think about dream movies or whatever movies that have all happened primarily in dreams like whether that's a um an out like an, too easy out or whatever it's about all this also the dream of a city the dream of a place um Naomi Watts' character um, is 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 the, is a prisoner of her own mind, which is itself, I guess, a prisoner of this cultural idea that she can never uh, fully live in, or something that's gotten away from her, something she wants desperately. You know, it's I guess it's <laughs> it's I, I guess not ironic that me as an actor like brings that movie to the table, but it's. It got it's just so wonderful it's such an encap- encapsulation of los angeles and like the industry and what people do to be there and stay there and how they let themselves become other people to stay there in that space you know and it's just devastating like every you know I love watching it and it's just, it's it's like it's hilarious and terrifying and scary and and one of I've seen most of David Lynch's movies and it's definitely my favorite and to me his most effective movie for me um, and finally Naomi Watts's 
unbelievably good in it. She's incredible. It's I I absolutely adore her performance in that movie, and it's probably my one of my favorite acting things ever. Did you see that before moving to L.A.? Yeah, yeah. What were your thoughts of L.A. then, you know, before moving here? Like, how did you view it, and how did it live up or not live up to this vision of, of what the city is? I think it's, uh, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard for anything to break through that idea of Hollywood for anyone who hasn't been involved, I think, because you want to believe that there is a place for you and you want to believe that you will find your place in it, I think, especially as a young actor and a young artist. Um, so I couldn't quite relate to all of it uh, at the time, um, but it, it did you know, give me pause and, and it was effective just as a piece of cinema without it necessarily, um, for me, like resonating on the specific LA, you know, Hollywood, uh, angle. But once I got here and was actually involved in it, I, you know, in revisiting it, it's even makes it so much richer because, you know, you see the the scene of her giving her amazing audition um, is just legend. Like everyone has these, you know, all the every actor has this secret, whether they say it or not, has a dream of you know going into a casting casting room and just like blowing away, you know, everyone with this like the amazing performance. And she goes in there and just does just that, and it's just this like hugely cathartic thing where it's like everything in her life has led her to this point and she suddenly becomes someone else. She suddenly becomes this amazing actor that can transform everyone's minds, uh, you know, in a moment. And uh, that certainly resonates. And then she has this amazing scene. And then, you know, two seconds after that, uh, she steps away with the casting director and they and they, everyone just laughs except everyone, you know, except for her. They're like, Oh, they'll never get this movie made. Ha ha ha. What a bunch of idiots. And just like the, the movie itself just like completely turns around from this amazing scene and just like shits all over it, which is, you know, totally how it goes. Like uh, there's so much, uh, there's so much you see and to, there's so much bitterness in this town. I mean, you know, myself, I'm not immune to that kind of stuff as well. But anyway, um, and then, you know, some of the fringe stuff around it, like the, I love that the, the, all the, all the, the chintzy stuff too. Like she works in a Denny's knockoff and the, um, the, 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 the scary person behind the Denny's, like that's just, or winkies behind the winkies. <laughs> it just, it, it brings to mind probably, I mean, even before LA was becoming like a tent city, this to me resonates in a way that's like this creeping problem of of uh homelessness but at the same time also i guess it's a literal like dreams going to die behind a fast food restaurant you know you get you see it now and you see all the glitz and glam and what she wants to be and then at the same time the whole story is populated with like these grease balls and um a town that's 
kind of slimy in all these different ways and um you know the the director played by justin throw who's so so wonderfully disconnected but also like angry uh, at nothing and and then the, and then these forces that you know these forces that feel like they're controlling the narrative of this town uh against his will with like you know these secret like mafia type feelings and it's just great it's just an absolutely stellar movie that just has so much random stuff that shouldn't work together but somehow when you just like combine it all it's incredible and so sad and so scary and so funny uh, that's my favorite type of movie that makes you feel all those emotions in one solid package yeah you know as someone who's known you for god 10 years now yeah. 10 years I think so. um bottle rocket the thing mulholland drive you know i think good job you nailed it these are the three <laughs> movies that uh define you well thank you so much for for dropping by and for sharing uh three movies with us anytime you want nikki thanks this episode was written and produced by me nick juarez the music by j1 special thanks to brandon bales poll workers and ballot counters evil sexy hamlet is a newsletter about film and bullshit by andy anderson and myself you can get weekly film recommendations and writing sent directly to your inbox by subscribing at evilsexyhamlet.substack.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.